0: Man, the NBA welcomes its latest draft class. Are KD and Kyrie both on their way out of Brooklyn? And the rumors are flying. Are players like DeAndre Ayton on the move? I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend?
1: Feeling good, feeling
2: great.
0: How are you? Man, I'm feeling good. Sammy, how you living, my
2: friend? I'm good, man. Excited for the NBA Silly Season coming up here in a few weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I want to just say, congratulations, boys, we have made it to season three, episode one. So give yourselves a round of applause because I can't wait for this upcoming season. And speaking of the season, the NBA draft just happened. And Tyrese Halliburton had something leading up to the draft. He had a tweet saying, turn them Woj notifications on. It's about to be a movie. And Sammy, can you just kind of go over some of the the rumors that were just kind of flying around before the draft here?
2: Yeah, man, most definitely. So coming into the draft, we just saw all kinds of pretty legit sources on Twitter throwing pretty big names out. Among them, Portland was apparently in pursuit of uh, OG from Toronto. Rudy Gobert cleared out his entire Twitter account or his IG account from anything jazz-related. Rumors about the Jante Murray and John Collins were being discussed. You had... Uh, Deandre Aiden, who we'll get to later out there. Jay Crowder, Eric Gordon, Luke Kennard, just all kinds of names. And then we got nothing. Uh, Seriously? other than <laughs> we got Deandre Melton. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: that's, that's exactly who we got.
2: All these uh, big names and Melton comes up instead. Yeah. So, and yeah. you know what? He's going to be a nice piece for Philly. I actually like that move for them. But considering the names we saw out there Cryer? It's right like, man everyone got a little gun shy including new york just traded the hell out the, the whole draft completely so yeah, yeah seriously so left us in an interesting position here
0: halliburton hyped us up said you know it's about to be a movie but he didn't say what kind of movie as far as i could tell straight to streaming yeah. straight to streaming movie for this one but you know it's pretty crazy because after like some some confusion online sammy you were telling us that like the betting was a little crazy before the draft. Who was gonna go first? Who was gonna go second? Etc.
2: Yes. So this was the first draft that I had heard of where the betting markets were really uh, going kind of nuts. Namely because we have standard sources that are on Twitter, Walsh and, and Shams, that always have great information. And early this morning, Walsh said that he felt pretty good that it was gonna be Jabari one, Chet two, and then Paolo three. but earlier in the day out of the blue paulo's uh draft odds skyrocketed he was at plus 2600 to open and all of a sudden was at plus 200 markets flipped back after that tweet and then all of a sudden they flipped again like an hour before the draft and boncaro ended up at minus 200 and ultimately of course ended up being the first pick and gambling twitter exploded as a result because a lot of money was made and lost tonight and to put this in perspective at one point this morning jabari smith was minus 3500 to be the first pick so to for all of you who are not familiar with gambling odds and what that looks like that means that to win one dollar you were betting 350. right wow, to win I'm one dollar <laughs> that's crazy that that's saying that the <clears throat> odds that that doesn't happen is roughly point zero three percent so and it flipped so yeah.
0: Absolutely crazy. Crazy. But we we all know how this kind of panned out here. Paolo Banchero gets drafted number one. And then Chet Holmgren gets drafted number two. And Jabari Smith Jr. gets drafted number three. And Banchero going to the Magic, of course. Holmgren going to OKC Thunder. And then Jabari Smith going to the Houston Rockets. I want to ask you guys, which of these teams got significantly better in, in theory?
1: You would hope it would it would be the Orlando Magic with the number one pick, right? Yeah. But yeah. their current system of player development hasn't been fruitful. True. And it's just been a wasteland. So for Paolo, you would hope that he's going to come and excel. But
2: does anyone really have hope? The one thing I'll say that I think will help him is if you look at who they have there right now, namely wendell carter's there who's not great but the point is he's good defensively right and Mm -hmm. he's going to be a big next to him that can take some of the pressure off on that regard they've got some decent ball distribution between whatever we get from fultz this year plus cole anthony plus uh i believe it was Suggs that was drafted there last year there's some options where he's not gonna have to step in and do it all by himself and at least these guys can grow together do i have a ton of faith in them no but it would be nice to be proven wrong and see a market that desperately needs a winner get one and i know this doesn't mean anything but historically when they've had the number one pick it's at least gone relatively well so the last three number one picks have been shaq uh weber who they did trade for penny penny and dwight howard so the point is they get these guys they play well for five years and then they leave so enjoy (laughs) him for the next five years
0: Shots wired. I'm
2: sorry. I'm I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. This is what happens. You have a nice run and then he takes off.
0: All these nice Orlando people, man, celebrating. I'm sorry. Enjoy the pick.
2: I hope he plays well and I hope he stays there unless he becomes a star and leaves for the Clippers. I'll leave it at that.
0: My my winner is the Houston Rockets, man. Jabari Smith Jr. This guy was long long the number one pick, right? For a lot of the draft talk and then he suddenly drops the number three and you know next to um jalen green i think he looks really good he's a three and d kind of guy so he doesn't have to do a lot of ball handling and jalen green can take that instead so i think they've got a good one two punch in theory but we'll see how this all pans out um taking a little bit of a rewind here we want to talk about the 2022 season jj has some rapid fire questions for us if you want to bring it up my friend
1: yeah so 2022 you know we've all said here that we had a great time but when looking back we've had a few questions and i wanted to ask you two some rapid fire questions and here we go what is more embarrassing guys are we gonna say net choking game seven on their home floor with the point god kendall's boyfriend and the up-and-coming center Aiden, are you going to say the Nets round one sweep against the Celtics or, or are we going to say John's Lakers not even making the play-in we'll go with <laughs> oh, Jun?
0: Which one so, is
1: more embarrassing? So we have the Suns
0: blowing it, right? Game we seven. Have, okay, we have the Suns blowing it in game seven. We have yep. the Nets swept and then we what was the last one it was the lakers Lakers, oh my god not even making the play-in i'm sorry john say it. i'm sorry it's (laughs) the lakers that has to be the most embarrassing thing to endure especially when you are for a storied franchise like the lakers you're getting picked to go all the way to the nba finals and win it there is just so much lore right that comes with being a Laker and you throw a dud this season was an absolute dud like the most we talked about the Lakers is is basically about how do you fix them that was the whole (laughs) season it wasn't like wow look at LeBron James go on a tear wow look at Russell Westbrook doing things it's like he had one good game I hope they can do it again what do you think, Savvy?
2: Well, there was definitely a, wow, look at Russell Westbrook doing things. They're just things that no one wanted to see. Uh, I'm, just, true. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's just being real. In the marathon version, I completely agree with you. The Lakers missing with that those two players, never mind Westbrook, like no offense, but just between Davis and LeBron missing the playoffs, that has to be one of the most embarrassing things ever. But just as a singular moment, Phoenix is game seven against Dallas.
0: Oh, man. Mm-hmm.
2: Was just fifty seven twenty seven. We got that beautiful meme of Luca looking at Booker and smiling at right. that point. Like just yeah, just just crying in the shower after the game, you know, <laughs> that that kind of thing. I just I think for the singular moment, I'm gonna go with that game seven because I have never seen a number one seed collapse like that at home in that kind of scenario.
0: Yeah, seriously, right. and and like the Dallas Mavericks, dude. It's you can't even really call them the Dallas Mavericks. They're the Dallas Lukas. They, you only <laughs> needed to stop one dude. So I'm I'm with you on that one.
1: So Lakers and the Suns and most embarrassing. All right, moving forward. All right, super quick fire for this question, which is you either sign the extension or trade. We'll start with CP3 Sammy.
2: Sign. Sign. That was painful. Sign. Okay. Sign. Next. I know. Trade. Kyrie.
1: <laughs> June. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's
0: trade. I'm going with trade on that one. Okay. Do you want me to elaborate? A little bit?
1: Later. Okay. Because we'll get okay. to it. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sammy, go ahead. For Kyrie. Kyrie, trade, trade, trade. All right. We'll go back to Sammy now. Harded. Trade. (laughs) Is he signing the two-year? If he's signing the two-year, you sign him. I'm going to sign, I'm going to sign. You're going to sign? Okay. Last but not least, we got to keep it interesting. Five-year extension for Dame Dollar and we'll start with June you got to sign him. You sign him. I'm going with that. You're signing him.
2: I will swallow hard and I will sign him as well on that one. (laughs) All right.
1: Moving forward. Next question, gentlemen. We had two teams that you could have argued when at full strength could have won the finals. True or false? The Denver Nuggets and the Brooklyn Nets at full strength had the potential of getting a ring this year or will go with June true or false well
0: Ben, ben Simmons I want to say was full strength <laughs> just maybe not mentally just not mentally full strength but uh, I think for the Brooklyn Nets I'm going to say no I, I want to say they didn't have enough time to gel they wouldn't have been able to figure it out in time and, like, they put together an all-time fickle team, and we're seeing it again. We'll, we'll get to that later. But the Denver Nuggets, I want to say yes to that. I think at full strength, they they could have had a chance. Um, I still would take the Warriors in that situation, or even okay. the Suns in that situation, but I think they would have had a, a, a way better chance than this year.
2: I'm going to go with True for both in the way that you put it where I don't I don't think either would have necessarily been favored but if either had won it it wouldn't have been a shocker at full strength because you would have had a top 5 player on both of those teams with solid supporting casts but just the net season was so weird it was hard to gauge what full strength would have looked like so all it's, right it's a it's an interesting picture great answers
1: gentlemen we're going to end today's segment with this question and continue on the next week but straight pick them straight pick them we'll make it interesting next year you picking the grizzlies or the clippers and obviously i know who's gonna pick what so we'll start with we'll go with sammy first this time the resident why clippers? the clippers yeah encourage our Our listeners, why are you picking the Clippers?
2: A full-strength Clippers squad will be as versatile defensively as any team in the league this side of Boston with the experience and the scoring to match. And it's a team with, I don't... What I think unquestionably a top-five coach to go with all that, as well as continuity because most of the team has played together. Laugh on it, baby, but you know it's true. (laughs) Man... You know,
0: I, I agree with Sammy a little bit, but you know, I'm actually going to take the Memphis Grizzlies here. I mean, they have literally skyrocketed in the past three years, all this player development stuff. I like it, the coaching. I like it. I like that. They have a dog inside of them too. I just don't know what I'm going to get out of the Clippers man. Is Kawhi going to be like secretly injured again, where we just don't hear any news is. Paul George not going to show up in the playoffs like all these question marks. But what I what I know for a fact is that the Grizzlies will fight and fight all the way through the playoffs, even if their superstar goes down and take the Warriors to six. That's what I know.
2: All
1: right. Back to you, host. Sammy concludes our game.
2: <laughs> oh, Thanks, no, we, occasionally, we we need uh, wrong takes. You know, it gives us to
0: <laughs> Someone needs to be Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna take a short little break with a word from our sponsor,
2: hockey fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Wow.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Gentlemen, our next topic here is about KD and Kyrie and this drama just keeps going around and around everywhere you look especially on the Twitterverse Brian Windhorst of ESPN reported that no teams are looking to make moves right now to clear space for potentially making room for Kyrie but they think that Kyrie's just applying pressure and things is that We've heard that talks have stalled between the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie. I'm going to start there. Do you guys think Brian Windhorst is correct here that this is just posturing that Kyrie, the threat of Kyrie leaving is not real?
1: It's a good negotiation tactic for his salary, especially for a player that has played 50% of the games on the table. But it's not good. It's not looking good for both parties, the Nets and Kyrie. Even though the Nets don't have control, they quote-unquote created this monster. They've been on the fence with the rules. They've said once the vaccine mandate gets into place, Kyrie will be able to play. And then they had experience. They had the Kyrie experience where he could have played. And then they were strict. and they were not strict. And then now they're dealing with. Trade talks, so it's unnecessary drama and it should be their loss of
2: concerns, to be quite frank. Kyrie, you suck. Yeah, I... I that initial part of my response is the best way to think of Kyrie. Um, he's just <laughs> such a confusing player to figure out. I mean, on one side, right. I could legitimately see him leaving and going and signing with like the Lakers for the, for the mid-level. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, like one part of me could see that, but the other part of me could think that maybe logically he's thinking this is my last chance at a big contract. I need to stretch this for all it's worth and try to get whatever I can, because what he might the image he might want to project on social media might be very different than what he's actually thinking. We don't know that. We don't know what's in his head in terms of finances and that that side of the house. But clearly what we have learned is that he has very much tarnished his reputation these last 3 or 4 years by every situation he leaves the team is happy when he goes generally outside of Cleveland was the That's only true. one where he kind of surprised them by asking out but clearly Nets management doesn't want him there but they don't they're kind of they've painted themselves into a corner so I think he split. I think part of him, like, he'll stay with the Nets if they give him his big contract, and if they don't, he would leave to spite him. It's uh, June. I know you've said this on the pod, but it's like one of those
1: players who are, who are terrible at shooting. They make their first shot and then they have this <laughs> sort of confidence that they can make everything afterwards. That shot against the Warriors, I think that worked against him because now his ego has been through the roof. He's burning sage in the locker room.
2: He's going but to But it had the opposite effect. He burned it and <laughs> it caused more havoc. And let's, is on what you're saying, let's throw this out there too. Since he left Cleveland, these are the games played in the last five years. 60, mm-hmm. 67, 20, 54, 29. Oh, that's not good. No. And and now we're, we're getting into the 30s when typically durability gets even worse i don't know those
1: teams uh went past the first round when he played
2: right boston got farther when he was hurt yes right. this is so, true.
0: yeah and, and the nets yes that's and the nets yeah that's right and you know it apparently by shams he's saying that um Kevin Durant is monitoring the situation and considering options with his future. And I just have to think about like what KD is thinking right now. Right. He just brought in, um, Kyrie Irving, or they agreed to go to Brooklyn together. And now is looking in the rear view where Steph Curry just won a championship without him. And now he's got to think about whether or not he has to win a championship without Steph right do you think the fact that steph won a championship without kevin durant inadvertently hurt kevin durant's i guess legacy or where he's placed in the top 15 top 20.
2: jay go okay. ahead since this is close to home for you okay
1: so my take is katie listens to the masses too much if his focus was strictly on winning he would have stayed at golden state if he had the mentality mentality of like uh, the Marcus Cousins where you don't care and you do whatever you want, you just want to win, then he would have stayed. The fact that he listens to outside sources and the media and sh- social media, it's working against his legacy. So to answer your question, Jun, which is, would, would is it affecting his legacy that Curry won? yeah unfortunately yeah he shouldn't care but it is killing him the one thing is that his goal is the same which is he needs to win championships which is the reason why he left right to win without Steph. but i'm gonna say this hypothetically imagine if he did stay at golden state even with their injuries you have curry clay coming back from injury with draymond and then if he wins three more He would have been seen as the savior and undoubtedly top 10. This is true. Uh To prove your, to answer your question by him leaving and Steph winning the chip without him, it excelled Steph's placement in the Pantheon of
2: champions. But for KD, it kind of hurt it. Right. And just, uh, just to parlay off of your point there. Let's let's play this out now. Let's say that he does end up wanting to go. He's obviously going to want to go to a top tier contender, right? Mm-hmm. So let let's throw yes. some teams out there. sake of argument, Boston, Milwaukee. Uh, I assume he's not going to try to go back to Golden State, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> let's let's throw out <laughs> Dallas Clippers, maybe <laughs> well, Phoenix. Right.
0: I think one of the biggest questions though here is. If Kyrie Irving doesn't get what he wants from the Nets, does Kevin Durant want to leave? See, or should he?
2: That, and so that that's thats what I'm thinking is if, if he asks for a trade, right, and he goes to one of those teams,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's going to be looked at that he, as a bona fide top five player, went ring chasing not once, but twice. It's right. actually... He's put himself in a no-win situation if he leaves. Now, if he wants to establish, if this is a legacy thing, and Kyrie leaves, purely from a legacy, isn't the move to stay and try to rebuild that team around him for his own, I mean, for his own status? And then if Brooklyn wins, it's clearly on his shoulders. But if he tries to end up going to Boston with Tatum, to the Clippers with Kawhi, to Milwaukee with Giannis, the same way he went to, to the Bay and it was Steph's team, it's one of those guys' teams, too. And he's going to end up just looking like a mercenary. Now, all that being said, I mean, if if any of those teams have a shot at getting him 100%, you go for it, right? I mean, this is clearly one of the best players in the league. You go, You, you, you want to win.
1: Yeah, Doesn't you matter. go yeah. for it.
2: And for yeah. from the team's perspective, you go for it. But for him, no matter where he goes, unless it's like Chicago, for example, where there's not a, as good as DeRozan is, he's not a number one. He's not going to be the guy in that team. That's not how he's going to get looked at. Period. And so that's an interesting uh, pick, dude. for Chicago? I actually I think, didn't even think about the, that. I didn't either. I just honestly, I started looking at standings and figured what team makes sense where he could step in. It would be his team, and they would actually have the assets to make it happen. Chicago is actually the one that makes sense to me, and it yeah. would be looked at like where he is the clear number one. So unless he goes there. I just don't see this ending well for him.
0: Are are Chicago Bulls fans nice on Twitter? <laughs>
2: Probably not. No fans <laughs> would are nice be, on Twitter.
0: Would he be okay there? I don't know, man. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't think KD for the sake of him, I don't think he should leave. I don't think he should leave. He he should try to grind it out, like with the Nets, try to rebuild with them. They don't have that bad of a core, you know. Even if Kyrie goes away. I don't think it's that bad, and I still think you do have some pieces and flexibility in which you could potentially build around him, yeah. but I hope he doesn't leave.
2: I I agree. I, I agree. Can I just, I'm sorry. Can I throw out one other totally wild card team that this will never happen, but would actually be a lot of fun on the court? New Orleans. Ooh. New Orleans on yeah. a trade package centered around Ingram because they kind of play a similar style in a sense based right. on, you know, size, body mm-hmm. type, all that stuff. You put him in with that team if you can keep some of the pieces, it's super interesting. He's the clear leader, and you wouldn't be shocked if they knocked out anybody because they're actually building a yeah. nice team there. But it won't happen, it's C- going to be a bigger market.
0: CJ McCollum and Kevin Durant could have more podcasts together. Zion,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zion, as much as we've everyone's joked about him, I don't know if you guys have seen recent. Um, Shots of him and stuff. He got himself in shape. Props to that guy. He's in good shape all of a sudden. Why is he playing
1: streetball, though? That's kind of an injury risk right (laughs) there.
2: I know a little bit. I'm not not going into the intelligence of the man coming off of two years of injuries, but he's clearly gotten himself in shape. But anyway, yeah, I I think we're all on board here. Like Him leaving is not going to do anything for him, but it would be a very interesting horse race for everybody else who tries to trade for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to move us on to the next topic here. We're going to talk about DeAndre Ayton. You know, the Phoenix Suns, I mean, it's it's been in the writing, right? That they sh- they could be moving on from DeAndre Ayton this offseason during his restricted free agency. They did not extend him during the year and appear, like, pretty comfortable letting him lead the franchise provided um, they can recoup some value for him. I... I don't know what to make of this situation. First, first I'm going to start with DeAndre Ayton. A big landing spot for him seems to be with the the Detroit Pistons, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. What, do
0: you, what do you guys think of DeAndre Ayton in Detroit?
1: Do we like this for him? On paper, it seems nice, but I'm not a buyer of Detroit yet.
0: I'm with that.
2: I I like the fit a lot, actually, between him, Cade, and then I believe they uh, they got Ivy tonight. That's yeah. all mm-hmm. right as well. Yep, yep. On paper they it looks did. great. I, I do agree with you that it's gonna be hard to see until they actually start winning. But between the age of those guys and as good as Cade came on last year, it feels like a good place where he could go get his money, and they're not gonna be the media spotlight is not gonna shine on him. You know what I mean? Because that team is not going to be in the limelight unless they go deep into the playoffs. And it seems like for him, based on how last year ended, that would be a good break for him. I don't think being in the limelight is is great. For some players, I think he's one of them. Right. And, you know, um,
0: we were grabbing, you know, some of this info from, like, articles and stuff like that. And one of the lines here kind of struck a chord with me. It said, the Suns appear to believe Aiden is a replaceable component of their system, which has also seen the likes of Javel McGee and Bismack biambo thrive at the it. center position. Javel no. McGee and Bismac Biombo? No.
1: <laughs> like, that's, that's are, you, are you really comparing those is, to DeAndre Ayton? Go ahead. This is what we've been talking about with Saber being cheap. Yes. They've had a long history of not wanting to play their players and when it's time to come to pay one of their homegrown picks. Now you don't want to pay him. You just paid Chris Paul, who's about to retire. I'm going to say, or doesn't have many years left. But it's just sad because the Suns, they were knocking on the door of a championship. And now it seems like everything's crumbling and Without Aiden, I don't think they're going to go far, but did he contribute in Game 7? No. But whose fault is that? Is that the team's fault? Is that Aiden's fault? I think you got to run it back. If there are anybody other than Booker that you have to
2: resign, it has to be Aiden. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, and it's interesting too, because they gave Bridges the big contract, they gave Paul the big contract, they gave Booker the big contract, and all of a sudden the buck stops there and for me i agree with you about that i I saw that same writing like you know mcgee's been great for them in spots but there's a reason he plays like 15 minutes a game he's not aiden so that saying that he can (laughs) do the same thing is i'm sorry it's disrespectful you know the trade that i liked i haven't seen it talked about at all and i haven't seen them listed as a suitor but one that would make sense for both teams and i think on a sign and trade the dollars would work is aiden and probably crowder or somebody crowder paying one of those pieces because we know the Suns won't go into the tax Going to Indiana, Turner, Brogdon, and maybe a couple picks coming back. You get a good solid center in his place that isn't the same, but does some of the same things. You get some third guard security out there Mm -hmm. because Chris Paul is obviously a little older. And if he does miss a few games in the playoffs, Brogdon is solid when he plays. He has his own injury concerns, but he's younger and he can play a reasonable version of it you don't lose too much strength in that scenario. You don't fall off the perch. If they lose Aiden and they get just futures back, they're yeah. not a title team anymore. So I'm curious to see if they're going to break this up and what that's going to do with Booker and CP. You got to figure that CP is going to be very unhappy if they lose him and get nothing but picks back.
1: He's well, been an advocate of Aiden too. Yeah, Getting paid, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And
0: you know, Miles Turner would be much better than Javel McGee and Bismack Biombo.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he's going to make <laughs> no. about $12 million less annually than what Aiden's new contract is going to look like. And then if they want to cut bait, like if they want to retool when Chris Ball retires, they can trade Turner at that point. His contract only has two years left on it, and they can still save their money or whatever it is Sarver wants to do.
0: Sarver, I'm talking to you right now. You just won 64 games in the regular season. Do you really not want to, do you really want to break that up? Like seriously, 64 games, that is an accomplishment, especially for the Phoenix Suns. Why not run it back? And if you really don't like what happened, okay, go into the luxury tax this year, spend some money just to figure it out, right? If you really don't like what happened, you could still trade them you yeah. could still trade him afterwards it's not a final decision like I signed this guy for four years and now I have to stick through him with the four years no you just trade him but this next year I think they should they should bring him back because that is absolutely ridiculous if, if they let him go anyway that is actually all we have for tonight's pod I want to thank you two for being on JJ thanks for being on man thank you everybody appreciate you Sammy thanks for being on
2: Thank you, man. And just uh, for anyone who is interested in a little bit more gambling content and the like, we're over the summer here as the NFL season also gears up, we're going to be doing some diagnosing the line shorts, just talking about potential NFL props, division winners that we like, maybe some futures. So be sure to check that out when we drop it on Twitter and YouTube.
0: And shout out to everyone watching us on Twitch right now. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All-NBA Podcast. And follow us on Twitter, at Clinic All-NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.